Morning prayer begins on page 3. O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me and bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. Continuing on page 7. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459 for the Venite. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 41 begins on page 391. Blessed is he that considereth the poor and the needy. The Lord shall deliver him in the time of trouble. The Lord preserve him, and keep him alive, that he may be blessed upon earth, and deliver not thou him into the will of the, his enemies. The Lord comfort him when he lieth sick upon his bed. Make thou all his bed in his sickness. I said, Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. Mine enemies speak evil of me. When shall he die and his name perish? And if he come to see me, he speaketh vanity, and his heart conceiveth falsehood within himself. And when he cometh forth, he telleth it. All mine enemies whisper together against me. Even against me do they imagine this evil. An evil disease, they say, say they, cleaveth fast unto him. And now that he lieth, he shall rise up no more. Yea, even mine own familiar friend whom I trusted, who did also eat of my bread, hath laid great weight for me. But be thou merciful unto me, O Lord. Raise thou me up again, and I shall reward them. By this I know thou favorest me, that mine enemy doth not triumph against me. And in my in innocency thou upholdeth me, and shalt set me before thy face forever. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, world without end. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 15th chapter of the first book of Kings. In the eighteenth year of King Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, Abijam became king over Judah. 
He reigned three years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Makkah, the granddaughter of Abishalom. And he walked in all the sins of his father, which he had done before him. His heart was not loyal to the Lord his God, as was the heart of his father David. Nevertheless, for David's sake, the Lord his God gave him a lamp in Jerusalem by setting up his son after him and by establishing Jerusalem. Because David did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and had not turned aside from anything that he commanded him all the days of his life, except in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. And there was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam all the days of his life. Now the rest of the acts of Abijam and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And there was war between Abijam and Jeroboam. So Abijam rested with his fathers, and they buried him in the city of David. Then Asa his son reigned in his place. In the twentieth year of Jeroboam king of Israel, Asa became king over Judah, and he reigned forty-one years in Jerusalem. His grandmother's name was Maacah, the granddaughter of Abishalom. Asa did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, as did his father David. And he banished the perverted persons from the land and removed all the idols that his fathers had made. Also, he removed Maacah, his grandmother, from being queen mother because she had made an obscene image of Asherah. And Asa cut down her obscene image and burned it by the brook Kidron. But the high places were not removed. Nevertheless, Asa's heart was loyal to the Lord all his days. He also brought into the house of the Lord the things which his father had dedicated and the things which he himself had dedicated, silver and gold and utensils. Now there was war between Asa and Baasha, king of Israel, all their days. And Baasha, king of Israel, came up against Judah and built Ramah, that he might let none go out or come in to Asa, king of Judah. Then Asa took all the silver and gold that was left in the treasuries of the house of the Lord and the treasuries of the king's house and delivered them into the hand of his servants. And King Asa sent them to Ben-Hadad, the son of Tabrimon, the son of Hezion, king of Syria, who dwelt in Damascus, saying, Let there be a treaty between you and me as there was between my father and your father. See, I have sent you a present of silver and gold. Come and break your treaty with Baasha, king of Israel, so that he will withdraw from me. So Ben-Hadad heeded King Asa and sent the captains of his armies against the cities of Israel. He attacked Ijan, Dan, Abelbeth, Makkah, and all Chinnereth, with all the land of Naphtali. Now it happened when Baasha heard it that he stopped building Ramah and remained in Tirzah. Then King Asa made a proclamation throughout all Judah, none was exempted. And they took away the stones and timber of Ramah, which Baasha had used for building. And with them, King Asa built Giba of Benjamin and Mizpah. The rest of all the acts of Asa, all his might, all that he did in the cities which he built, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? But in the time of his old age, he was diseased in his feet. So Asa rested with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David, his father. Then Jehoshaphat, his son, reigned in his place. Now Nadab, the son of Jeroboam, became king over Israel in the second year of Asa, king of Judah, and he reigned over Israel two years. 
and he did evil in the sight of the Lord and walked <clears throat> and walked in the way of his father and in his sin by which he had made Israel sin. Then Baasha, the son of Ahijah of the house of Issachar, conspired against him, and Baasha killed him at Gibbethon, which belonged to the Philistines, while Nadab and all Israel laid siege to Gibbethon. Baasha killed him in the third year of Asa, king of Judah, and reigned in his place. And it was so, when he became king, that he killed all the house of Jeroboam. He did not leave to Jeroboam anyone that breathed until he had destroyed him, according to the word of the Lord, which he had spoken by his servant Ahijah the Shilonite, because of the sins of Jeroboam, which he had sinned and by which he had made Israel sin, because of his provocation with which he had provoked the Lord God of Israel to anger. Now the rest of the acts of Nadab and all that he did are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? And there was war between Asa and Baasha, king of Israel, all their days. In the third year of Asa, king of Judah, Baasha, the son of Ahijah, became king over all Israel in Tirzah and reigned twenty-four years. He did evil in the sight of the Lord and walked in the way of Jeroboam and in his sin by which he had made Israel sin. Here ends the first lesson. Together, yeah, Benedictus says on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the twelfth verse of the first chapter of the book of James. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then, when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Here ends the second lesson. Together, Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David 
as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord, we beseech thee, grant thy people grace to withstand the temptation of the world, the flesh, and the devil, and with pure hearts and minds to follow thee, the only God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, and knowledge whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning, everyone. <clears throat> um, we got an interesting week ahead of us. As, as you know, we have a delegation, which is most of the clergy is back in Florida, and they're at the uh, international meeting for um, for uh, all, all of the Anglicans, and we're, we're talking about trying uh, to get a few of the um, different um, say diocese, but that's not the word. I got skipped the word right now. But anyway, we're working on working together as, as a group and, and becoming more unified, and it's a good thing. 
And so as a result, this week in the evening, you'll probably be led, I mean, you will be led by lay readers and uh, be um, not have lessons until Saturday night uh, or or meditation. So just, just a little difference this week, but um, it's going to be a good week. So um, also remember to pray, as Bishop Scarlett asked, for the people who are there that would give the, uh, God would give them wisdom and, and humility and um, just just a spirit of uh, unity as, as we pray for in the um, prayer for all conditions of men, that all Christians would be in the unity of faith and bond of peace and righteousness. Anyway, all right, the words of the psalm. Let's talk about the psalm real quickly to, uh, today, and then we'll move into Kings. Um there, David, it's, it's a psalm where um, he's been, um, I don't want to say persecuted, but he's been um, pursued and, um, and hunted by his enemies. And, and one of the most painful things that we see is one of his best friends is also doing that with him. In the psalm, we see that as David has as the painful part of what's happening to him, but it's bookended by the word blessed, which starts in verse 1 and then in verse 13. And that's kind of a theme of what we're going to be looking at um, this week is that um, who's blessed and who's not. And so David shows in, in his psalm, he shows confidence and then he uses prayers and then he has a lament, uh, you know, about um, what's happening to him. But then it turns back to God's tender care of him. So we're going to be doing this week some uh, parts of First Kings. Um, one of my first classes is a Zeus specific. I don't know. I have a uh, my bachelor's is in uh, religion with an emphasis in Old Testament, and I still get confused by this, this splitting up of the kingdom. So I've got a thing that, that helps me. We have like, uh, you know, Israel and Judah, north, south, Jeroboam, Rehoboam, and it's, it can be a little confusing. So I've drawn an analogy for myself to help to think of it, and it's probably not, I mean, obviously not geographically accurate, but I kind of think of Northern California and Southern California. And you like San Francisco and Los Angeles. So we have Israel as Northern California and up in San Francisco and Judah is Los Angeles and Southern California. And so we've got that tension between the two, but at one time they were all California or they are all California for us now, but I think you get the point. And so when I make notes about the first kings and the splitting of the kingdoms, I kind of make it in two columns. There's Judah on one side and on the left and um, Israel on the right. And it's kind of interesting because this time period is from about 930 BC to 900 BC, but it's so that we got this 30 year period or so, and that we're talking about. And, uh, but this, the measurements are taken by the king from the other, from the other side. So, um, we, we read that, you know, in the, in the, uh, 15th year of, of Jeroboam, well, he's up north. And, um, so that's when we have something happening in the south. And then later in the north, it was in the, in the second year of uh, King Asa, who was in the south. So, but that's how the measurements are taken and it'll help a little bit. I think the two main themes we have to look at when we look at our collect and we look at our psalm uh, about being blessed and, um, and, and the theme in, in first Kings probably for the week was did what was right in the eyes of the Lord versus he did evil in the sight of the Lord. And so, um, and we, we see that Rehoboam was king of Israel, and we read about him and his um, his obstinacy, and it was the God's plan that he not be there. Um, so um, 17 years uh, he reigned. Uh, his son Abijam became king of Judah. That's the Southern California part in my mind. And in the 15th year of Jeroboam, who's now the Northern California, Abijam um who, who was described as walking in the sins of all his, of his father, 
Um, so, so that's, uh, let's see, that's when he came on. So Rehoboam was there 17 years, and then Abijam became king. And so in the 22nd year of Jeroboam, um, Asa became king of Israel, the south part, remember, we're north and south, and he ruled 41 years. And Asa was described as did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, as did his father David. And as we read on, Asa didn't do everything right because he couldn't get rid of the high places or didn't get rid of the high places, but he got rid of his grandmother, uh, most of the bad people. Uh, one thing that happened was he took all the money out of the treasury to buy um, uh, defense against King Basha from the north. And Basha comes in and all of a sudden they're fighting and then it goes back and, and how Basha became king. And Basha was was not a good man either. He, he murdered um, Jeroboam's son and all the house of Jeroboam. But as we remember, the prophet Ahijah told Jeroboam that, you know, your house would be removed from, because you did not follow God. So Jeroboam did rule in Israel, the north part, for 22 years, and he did more evil than all who were before him. And his son Nabab, who was now we talk about the second year of King Asa, Asa, so he was in the south. And so you can kind of follow if you make notes, but I think the main things are to remember is this is, as Bishop said, is Solomon hit the high point and you could see where some stuff started happening and you could see the descent. And we saw that with David. David hit the high point, he sinned, and you could see the descent of his kingdom. And so that's the, we're on the downward slant here and, and going downhill with the Old Testament. So, um, Basha killed all the um, house that was left of Jeroboam, and of course he did evil in the sight of the Lord. And um, but he ruled a, 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 um, 24 years. So um, it's one of the lessons I've got from that is sometimes the guys that are evil, we wish they would go away right away, uh, but they're not always going right away. So our job is to stay faithful and um, respond to Lord and with our own faith and and do what we're supposed to do. And then as a group, we do what we're supposed to do. And uh, sometimes some bad stuff's happening, or it seems as if bad stuff's happening, but uh, God's still in control, and that's our thing to remember. So as we get about into James, James is an interesting book, and we're starting that today for ourselves, but we're starting on verse 12. But um, James focuses on statements about wise living, and it looks, it's almost in a way, it's like the New Testament book of Proverbs. So he's not doing any big theological things, although there's a huge theological debate that comes from it. But um, he's just, he's mainly talking about practical things. And so he complements Paul's emphasis on justification by faith because of his emphasis on spiritual fruitfulness or, or the things that we do that demonstrate our true faith our true faith. And so the question is, does James contradict Paul's focus on faith, or is it a balance between the two? And so a lot of in James will see godly behavior contrasted with sinful behavior. And uh, one thing in this chapter that I, I picked out of there, sin is not a, usually not a, just a spontaneous act, but it's a process. And James talks about how sin takes root, and we're tempted, and then uh, then then we fall. And um, so James suggests that just like sin is a, um, a process, that our godly living is a process. And that kind of goes along with what Bishop's been talking to us about all along, is that we, we walk with God, we replace and kill the things that are not of God and, and, and replace them with things of God. And an interesting verse in 19 and 20, he offers his advice. He says, to be wise as serpents and um, humble, humble as uh, doves. And I think wise as serpents is kind of interesting to us because our view of a serpent comes right out of Genesis. 
But in this case, when Jesus says, when Jesus, he was repeating that, Jesus says, um, um, serpents, we're not talking about the serpent of, um, of the Genesis, but it, the serpent had the ability, or it was very wise. It, it could avoid a lot of traps. It was really hard to keep serpents out of the chicken coops and, and, uh, you know, all those, the kinds of things where they would go and they were very, very smart because they, they did avoid traps. And of course, sin is a trap. And so, um, he's exhorting us to be wise like serpents, um, not to be deceitful. So that's a, that's an important thing. And then, um, key verse in this one is in this chapter is blessed is the man who endures temptation for when he has been approved he will receive the crown of life which the lord has promised to those who love him and i think that's what we can take with us today is that uh, we um stay faithful to our god so move to moving to a prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O god the creator and preserver of all mankind we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially for those whom we make our prayers, and we especially lift up our representatives to the conference, and we pray for their safety and uh, uh, successful um, working in the conference for unity in the faith. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining me this morning. Thanks, Jack, for responding to you for reading. Good to see you all. Look forward to seeing you tonight. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Have Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Yeah.
Thank you very much. My pleasure to respond to Deacon Bob. <laughs> All right. Peace. <laughs>